DJ, PK, and Brian T. Smith, sports columnist for the Houston Chronicle, joining us now on the Sprint Special Guest Line. At least any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Brian, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Never a dull day, huh? Never. Never, ever, ever. (laughs) All right, so uh, first off, before we get to the trade and how it impacts the team and the West and all that, how stunned is everybody in Houston that the Rockets were able to find a taker for Chris Paul's contract? Did anyone really think you know, that was coming? That may be the most um, underreported, under you know appreciated part of all this because it obviously happened last night. It happened on a on a Thursday night during a which, which should have been a, a very quiet time for the NBA, right? I mean, it's summer league, but free agency's technically you know the explosive part is over. Uh, it, it, the national media was was hard pushing Westbrook to Miami. That that deal obviously has hit a snack during the day. Nobody was mentioning the Rockets, and I had actually written about and laid laid it out, you know, how the Rockets could make this happen, why they would make this happen. But even the Rockets a week ago, I would hear there's no way we can trade Chris Paul's contract. I mean, there there is there is nobody in the NBA who wants Chris Paul's contract. You basically cannot move him. If we want to move him, if we try to move him, it's it's a it's a non-starter. This this trade only happens from the Rockets' perspective because they knew ultimately they had to move on from Chris Paul. And the second they fell short to the Warriors again in Game Six, that process started right. And you had the divide between Chris Paul and James Harden. It wasn't unsalvageable, but it wasn't pretty either. And Harden was ready to move on for the Rockets to find somebody else. But ultimately, this only happens because Kawhi Leonard takes Paul George and goes to the Clippers. So without that happening, Russell Westbrook isn't available. And without the relationship between Russell Westbrook and James Harden dating back to the old Oklahoma City young dynasty days that obviously never happened, this doesn't happen. So, so many dominoes in place, but maybe the most underappreciated is that somebody else in the NBA now has Chris Paul's crazy 34-year-old one hundred twenty-four million dollar contract. So, have you spoken to Daryl Morey since this happened, or is he still naked in the hotel pool guzzling expensive champagne? <laughs> I'll be honest, I, I have not, and I'm, I'm you know, waiting a, uh, an email from the Rockets letting us know at what point, uh, maybe next week. Who knows? Uh, James Harden has been globe trotting, which so many NBA stars do now during the off season. He was in China. Looks like he's been on, uh, you know, playing. Football, soccer, with the Arsenal um, in England. I don't. I don't believe uh, James Harden's even in the country. The Rockets have been at, at summer league, but you know Daryl Morey has had a very, very interesting summer. I mean, you know the Rockets have have put ninety five percent of their team on the trade block. Uh, Mike D'Antoni, you know, should have a contract extension by now, but he does not. And and you know the other part of this is that Mike D'Antoni is going to be asked to make it work with Westbrook and James Harden on the court at the same time on the same team in the final year of his deal while he's basically coaching for another contract or another job within their team. But, you know, at the center of all this is always is Daryl Morey. And, and we, we, you know, we watched the Jazz make huge moves this offseason that was, you know, ultimately dictated by their front office. Well, Daryl Morey's now brought Dwight Howard, Chris Paul, and Russell Westbrook to Houston, all to pair with James Harden. But, you know, two years after the Rockets basically threw a parade, when they got Chris Paul, they got rid of him as soon as they could. 
Brian T. Smith joining us, former Utah Jazz beat writer for the Salt Lake Tribune, now a columnist for the Houston Chronicle. So you kind of touched on this and alluded to it. How bad were the chemistry issues with Paul Riley, and how much of that is people just getting a juicy narrative and just writing it, whether you know it's only 40% true or whatever? And because they do have a relationship in Oklahoma City, despite the fact they play the same style ball dominant, is the chemistry going to be better now with Westbrook there? Yeah, no, those are two very good uh, on-target questions. You know, the first answer, and this is what I've said many, many times, um, I, I have no indication that it was horrible between Harden and Paul, right? I mean, I, I covered the, the end of the Dwight Howard, James Harden era. That was bad. I mean, you know, the, the locker room was divided. The team was divided. Kevin McHale was fired 11 games in the season. It was becoming James Harden's team. He was ramping up to being an annual MVP contender. Dwight Howard is, you know, now, now constantly bounced around the league. That was bad. I go back to the, the Jazz, Darren Williams, Jerry Sloan days. Um, you know, there, there, was, there was more immediate explosiveness by far with that and, and how it can divide it, not just a team, an entire franchise. This wasn't like that. This was a slow build. This was, you know, James Harden is a little bit stuck in his ways. I mean, anyone who loves him or hates him knows that. So is Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul had issues when he was with at New Orleans. He had serious issues when he was, you know, leading Lob City with the Clippers. You had the fallout there with Blake Griffin and Doc Rivers and all that stuff. doesn't mean that anybody's ultimately wrong. I'm not saying that either of them are horrible guys at all. But it was clear that you just put it all together, right? I mean, the Warriors not being able to get to the top, Harden always falling short when he when he had to, to be the strongest, Chris Paul's injury issues, Chris Paul's age, Chris Paul's contract. You put all that together, that's really explosive. And if you fall short again, and James Harden is at the point in his career where you know he believes, right or wrong, he's the best player in the NBA, the best scorer in the NBA, he's never been better. It's his team, his franchise, and he looks at Chris Paul and says, man, you know, you, you can be aggressive and you can be pesky and you can be a pain in the butt and, and you can be a huge addition to our team, but ultimately Chris Paul was holding the Rockets back from that perspective. The part of it now is that, I mean, you know, it, 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 it could work. I mean, it really could work between James Harden and Russell Westbrook, and there is mutual respect there. There's a friendship that dates back more than a decade. I don't think most people remember you know, Mike D'Antoni was part of the Olympic teams, and Russell Westbrook in 2012, when he was really starting to take the next step, Mike D'Antoni was one of those coaches. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of mutual respect between the big three names on that team right now, Westbrook, Harden, and Mike D'Antoni. But Harden's also had good relationships at the start, and by the end, one guy's remaining, one guy's traded away, and only James Harden is left standing. So it's going to be fascinating to watch this work, just like it will be for both Los Angeles teams, but Ultimately, it will come down to James Harden. I love Westbrook in many ways. <laughs> Some ways, you know, I think he drives me and most NBA fans crazy with the shot selection and, you know, just trying to do too much. James Harden and Russell Westbrook are both going to have to get the best out of each other and, and do something that they've never done in the NBA before. Brian T. Smith, columnist for the Houston Chronicle, joining us. 
So how will it work on the court? Because Russell Westbrook has never been a good three-point yeah. shooter. He peaked at 33.3%. He's been under 30% for the last five years. Jazz fans right now are screaming in their car because they know when you have a perimeter guy who can't shoot the three, people don't defend him. It clogs up the lane for everybody else. We just watched Ricky Rubio here for two years. Yep. He did a lot of good things, but shooting a three isn't one of them. He doesn't spread the floor. How's this going to work? Yeah, and I don't think anybody knows right now. And honestly, the Rockets don't know. They, 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 they believe, hey, we were able to get, and we could debate this forever, but they believe we were able to get one of the top five players in the NBA. I mean, you have Kawhi, you have LeBron, you know, probably a little bit on the decline. Uh, you have James Harden. You've got five to seven players, Paul George, that you could, you know, Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, that you could put in the top five. They believe they got one of the top five players in the NBA who's averaged a triple-double, inflated or not, for three consecutive seasons, which hasn't been done in eternity. Um, and he's friends with and respected by the face of the franchise. Mike D'Antoni had to answer a ton of questions two years ago when the Rockets suddenly traded for Chris Paul. You know, you only have one ball. You have two point guards. How is this going to work? Rockets made it work that first year. They won a franchise record 65 games. They would have been in the NBA Finals without Chris, Hamstr- Chris Paul's hamstring falling apart at the end of Game 5, which, which they won that game. And they were up 3-2 against the Warriors. So they ultimately believe D'Antoni will play the peacemaker. They'll find a way to make this work. You still have Clint Capella. You have Eric Gordon. You have P.J. Tucker. Decent bitch bench they may want to get back really on very uh, low money this offseason. I mean, the Rockets were – they weren't hard capped, but they didn't have any money to spend. They believe that, you know, they'll be able to find some way to make this work and ultimately that the talent of Harden and Westbrook will prevail. But it is. It's a huge TBD I don't know how it's going to work. The Rockets don't know how it's going to work. Um, but in this era of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, the Jazz being better than they have since the peak of the Darren Williams era, all of that stuff, you, you put all that together, they believe they had to take a shot, and they're, they're going to they're gonna live or die with James Harden and Russell Westbrook figuring it out. So you mentioned Mike D'Antoni getting in there and make it work. And I don't know that it's on Daryl Morey. I mean, some of the reporting he said says it's really the owner wanting to cut costs. But do they give him a, one more year so he has a little leverage? Because in the last year of his deal, how much power does he really have to be peacemaker when everybody looks at him and thinks, dude, you're going to be gone by the All-Star break anyway if this doesn't work? Yeah, that's, that's where it's really difficult. And, I, you know, because this was such a blockbuster deal, uh, because there's been so much else going on the NBA, in, the, in the NBA, uh, this would have been the biggest story, you know, one of the biggest stories in the NBA this summer, if not for everything else happening. But I've written about this a lot. Um, the D'Antoni Rocket situation is is just very odd from a league-wide perspective. There's not, you know, any true bitterness. There's frustration. Um, but they just have not been able to find middle ground. And I understand it from both sides, but there's no way around it. I mean, this is it's just unorthodox. Uh, Mike D'Antoni is also, you know, approaching 70 years old, but he wants to coach for, for two to three more years and win a title in Houston. So you would think that at some point cooler heads prevail, they hit some type of deadline, they find some way to at least tack on one more year because that's that's the thing. I mean, what if the team struggles out of the gate? What if it takes a little while? It's an 82-game season. We're prone to overreaction instantly in this media era uh if, if they start 8-12, and 12, all you're going to hear is Mike D'Antoni's on the hot seat. Mike D'Antoni's going to get fired, and he's in the last year of his deal. 
so you, you would think that in some way the Rockets would be able to work with his agent, Warren Legary, who runs you know half the league when it comes to coaches, Daryl Morey, Tillman McFertitta, the Rockets brain trust, and figure out some way to say, hey, we, we doubled down on Harden and Westbrook. We know that we have to make this work. It's, it's, it's literally championship or bust. The last thing we want to do is have a vulnerable coach and a lame duck year, uh, and then he's you know ends up being the sacrificial goat when it was really on the players. So that, that, that's another huge thing that this franchise has to figure out. All right, so you've alluded to this. Brian T. Smith, sports columnist for the Houston Chronicle, joining us. You've alluded to all the depth, the moves other teams have made. How do you rank teams in the West right now? I can't. I, I'm just going to be honest. I, so, you know, sometimes if I, if, I, if I don't see it, if I don't know it, I'll, I'll, I, I'm not going to pull a, a, a screaming A, you know, worst take uh, and say, I don't think you can rank the rest right now. We, we don't know anything about the Lakers and how it's – I mean, Chris uh, – LeBron James and Anthony Davis have not played together. LeBron James is coming off of an injury, and you know he's changing the port point guard reportedly. Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George in the Clippers, that looks really interesting on paper. There are also reports that Paul George might miss the start of the season. I love everything that the Jazz have done. They, they answered you know some huge questions on paper. I've always liked Mike Conley. Mike Conley has to stay healthy, not in November or April through an 82-game season and a two-month playoff run, if it's really going to work out for the Jazz, Denver. I like Denver. Denver still has a ton of question marks, and they still lack experience and big-game moments. You know, the, the Rockets, and James Harden and Russell Westbrook, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a uh, Hollywood blockbuster and a, re, and a reality TV and a three-part you know, miniseries, and we have no idea how it's going to play out. I don't think you can, you can at, at all say that anyone is a true favorite in the West right now. Brian, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for coming on with us. Thank you.